We're joined by Canyon Ryan, who's executive director of the United Tenants of Albany. He is uh, one of the featured speakers and an event that a number of groups, including DSA, um, held in uh, Troy on, on Wednesday, 25th at 6.30 p.m. at the James Connolly Social Club. And it was about good cause eviction and, and, and building a tenant power. So I know that good cause eviction was something that you all had one in the city of Albany. It's been in litigation. Understand there was a hearing about that court hearing about the challenge. Do you want to tell us a little about why is a good cause eviction important? Where does it stand in Albany and what is its prognosis for action at the state level? Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, happy to. You know, city of Albany was the first municipality in New York State to pass good cause eviction. Um, we worked really hard to get that bill through with Alfredo Ballerin carrying it as, a, as our common council member, and it passed overwhelmingly. Uh, all the bill really does is say, you know, you can't evict a tenant for no cause holdover, and it also limits rent increases to 5% within reason, meaning, you know, if you build a, a swimming pool in the backyard and the tenant has access to it, you can increase the rent as much as you need, um, but but you can't unnecessarily increase the rent to, to kick a tenant out. Um the state struck it down. Uh, the Supreme Court said this is preempted by state law. Uh, municipalities cannot do this because according to like renter law in New York State, landlord has the right to terminate a lease essentially at any time um, if they need to. Uh, so we, the city appealed that. Uh, the case was stayed. And then on the 13th of January, oral arguments were heard on both sides. Um, and the city of Albany tried to make the case that, no, this is not preempted by state law. Municipalities have a right to do this. And the landlords, of course, said, you know, the, the Supreme Court made the correct decision, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, when we were there, I would say that the impression was the court of appeals or rather the appellate court um, was not too friendly to the argument. They didn't seem to understand what a month to month tenancy was. They seem to you know, have the understanding that when a lease ends, everything's over and that's just the way it is. Um, so I'm not feeling too confident. We'll have a final decision maybe by the end of February, early March. Um, and, and either way, what we'll determine is how we're going to advocate for this at the state level. Whether, uh, you know, if the Court of Appeals says it's true, this is preempted by state law, that gives statewide campaigners the right to say, hey, we passed it at the municipal level. Now the state needs to step in. If the Court of Appeals says, hey, you know, I think the city's right, um, then it'll go to the highest court in the state, in which case, It'll be, you know, because it'll be appealed again by the landlords easily. Um, and meanwhile, municipalities will likely continue to opt in. And uh, and that's just, just the rate it will go, depending on which decision comes through. Well, let's ask sort of a two part question. Um, one, this was not a lawsuit directly involving the state, but I'm kind of wondering whether any of the state agencies or the state attorney general filed, you know, friend of the court type of brief to say, yes. We believe that Albany does have the right to do this. And then sort of the follow-up question, you know, what is the um, drumbeat in the state legislature in terms of trying to uh, enact this type of legislation statewide at this point? Yeah, so the state did not file an amicus brief in support of good cause. They, they kept their hands off. Um, the legal aid of New York City filed an amicus brief in support of good cause, which just means friend of the court. We, we think that good cause is a, a good idea, and here's the reasons why. And United Tenants of Albany, with some help from the uh, Albany Law School Center for what is it, Community Economic Development uh, Clinic, they helped us file an amicus brief with the Bleecker Terrace Tenants Association to say, because of good cause, we we're able to organize a tenant union 
without the fear of retaliatory eviction. And that's why it's important. Um, so no, the state didn't step in. Uh, regarding like how the state uh, legislators are feeling about good cause, I can't say, but I can tell you that advocates are feeling really good uh, that we're going to pass good cause this year. The biggest conversation seems to be if we're going to make any concessions and what those concessions might be. Um, you know, I've heard some legislators say, well, maybe it'd be nice if cities could opt in. That's really a, no a non-starter for us. We think that the state needs it. And in fact, in California, where there was an opt-in clause, um, eventually so many cities opted in with variations of what it meant that the realtor uh, lobby lobbied the um the state to say, hey, you know, this is a little confusing for all of us. We'd rather just a blank slate, uh, you know, version of good cause. So that's one concession people are talking about. Another one is maybe adjusting what the, uh, the you know, unconscionable rent increase limitation is. Right now, I think it's 3% uh, within, uh, you know, however the inflation is calculated in, in the area. But that's another really non-starter for a lot of us. We'll see what the legislature says. I can tell you a lot of groups are ready to get this across the finish line finally. Now, I, you know, lived in New York uh, City for almost a, a, a decade recently. And so I think when you live in New York City or downstate, you get the impression that housing costs are more reasonable in the rest of the state. But I also just read a report that suddenly almost half the counties have at least 25% or more of their tenants paying half of their you know, income for, for rent and it, in every single county, it's at least 10% of the residents are paying half of their income. How unaffordable is housing, you know, for low and moderate income people, say in the capital district? Uh, I think it's one in three renters are rent burdened, which means more than 30%. And of that, more than 50% of the population is experiencing uh, having to pay for house, you know, for housing more than 50% of their income. And in fact, you know, the average United tenants of Albany tenant that we serve, the income's about 1625 per month. Fair market rent for a one bedroom is now above a thousand. So we're, we're basically saying the fair market rent for this area is more than half the income for the average low income tenant that United tenants works with. So that that's incredible. And also I think it's 52% of children in the United States are considered low income. Uh, I was reading a housing policy book about this exact thing. And there's also another conversation going on about how we calculate what affordable housing is, because we seem to have this idea that it's 30% of the household income. However, if you include transportation costs, tenants with um, you know, subsidized rent who, who are mandated that they only pay 30% of their, of their income each month to housing, it, it tends to be that they're paying a quarter of that, in, a quarter of their full income on transportation as well. So together, we're talking about you know over fifty percent of their income just going to housing and getting from work and back home. So when we're talking about what affordability is, there's a bigger conversation. But I can also just you know tell you that what is considered fair in this area is very unfair to to low income tenants. Now, we only have about two and a half minutes left. I was going to ask you how well did Governor uh, Hochul did in the state of the state with respect to housing that you mentioned before we got the on. Yes, you talked about building some more housing units, but really not building more affordable housing units. But the second part of this workshop that was taking place on Wednesday, January 25th, was about building tenant power, which, of course, United Tenants is, is key to. And you mentioned earlier the Bleecker, the Bleecker Terrace Association Tenants Group. Um what are some of the things right now that United Tenants is doing to build tenant power? And what are some of the steps you want to see in the future? 
Yeah. So one great step would just be passing good cause at the state level that allows elders to age in place, in which case they can build a community around their home. That's really important. And that's one of the main reasons we're able to really organize tenants at Bleecker Terrace, because so many people have lived there for the last 30 years, given that it was formerly a, a LIHTC low-income housing tax credit uh, property. Um, United Times has also been working at 69 Trinity, where uh, Asaf Al-Qayyim, who's a huge slumlord, uh, runs Jerusalem management group. He's actually my landlord because uh, I live in, in one of the college areas. Um, he has a lot of college properties, but also a lot of low-income properties. And in fact, one tenant once said to me, if you're poor in the city of Albany, you've rented from Asaf. Um, so we're organizing tenants there around a lot of code enforcement issues. Uh, recently, he condemned a property uh, or you know, a, a, a unit where one of our tenants lived uh, because she hasn't had heat since uh, summer. So that's really not going great. Uh, they're, they're basically just structurally evicting a lot of tenants, but there's still a lot of energy there that we're fighting. And also uh, we're organizing some tenants or at least working with tenants at Clinton Ave Apartments, which is owned by Home Leasing. Home Leasing is a, a pretty nice organization on the surface, right? They go in, they buy distressed properties, they fill it with low-income tenants. And then at least at this property, half of the tenants are in uh, supportive and, and permanent housing. So kind of like assisted living where, where, where people work with you, you have a housing counselor on site, whatever. Um, huge issues there. A lot of sewage issues. One tenant uh, claims that she lost her leg because the sewage uh, in her apartment infected a wound that resulted in her leg being amputated. Um, that's well, a huge we story. Only, we only have 20 seconds left. Um, so <laughs> Canyon Run and United Tenants of Albany, people want to connect with you guys. How best to do that? Uh, 518-436-8997, extension three. And you can always uh, just say you're trying to talk to Canyon and I'll call you back. Thank you very much. And this has been uh, Mark Dunlake for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.